Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm bringing part two to you of this little three-part podcast series, and this one is all about losing weight and saving time. This episode will be especially valuable for anyone who feels they currently have a lack of time, which I know is quite common and especially common amongst career women. So let's get to it. First, I want to just quickly mention that after I recorded edited and published part one last week, which was on losing weight and gaining money, I realized I forgot to mention another big way that you'll gain money when you lose the weight you want to lose if you're overweight. So body weight is not solely, but very largely related to consumption, right? Consumption of food. So if you're overweight, typically that means you're over-consuming or overeating compared to what you're burning. Oftentimes, when humans overconsume with one thing, they overconsume with other things. So if you personally overconsume on food, you may find that you also overconsume on some other things. For example, you may overconsume as far as buying things. You may overconsume social media or TV. You might overconsume with alcohol or even caffeine. So if you learn the skill, to consume less because you've learned to change the way you think and feel about food and yourself so that your actions are different, you'll start consuming less in other areas as well because you'll have learned the skills needed to break that overconsumption habit. And sometimes you may not even be aware that you're overconsuming in other areas. So when you break the overconsumption habit as far as food, you'll find that you start breaking this overconsumption habit in those other areas like shopping, TV, alcohol, etc. Not to say that someone who overconsumes on food overconsumes in all of these areas, but the tendency is that at least one of these other areas overconsumption does occur. Now, imagine all the money you could save if you learn the skills not to overconsume. You'll find yourself shopping less, maybe drinking less alcohol, which can be a big cost savings if you drink alcohol, especially when going out to eat. This all typically boils down to an underlying issue of wanting to eat our feelings away, drink our feelings away, shop our feelings away, and even scroll or channel surf our feelings away. And that's just a result of not being taught how to process emotions, but instead to sort of cover them up. So it's no fault of yours. It's just because of not being taught how to process emotions, those skills. So that's one of the big ways that I help my clients with emotional eating by helping them process emotions rather than let them drive the action of eating in response. I just wanted to mention that one because I felt like that last episode was not complete because I failed to mention this. I sort of just got caught up in what I was talking about in the moment. So I wanted to mention it in this one at least. 
And if you haven't listened to part one on losing weight and gaining money, definitely go back and listen to that one. You will be amazed about how much money you will save. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right, on to losing weight and saving time. First, I want you to think about all the time that you spend thinking about food, thinking about your body and your weight, and thinking about your cravings and anything in relation to these. It's hard to really put a number or amount on this because it will highly vary person to person, but imagine this. Let's just say that you spend a total of just 10 minutes a day thinking about these things in total. Now, I think that's being extremely conservative because it actually could easily be an hour a day total, maybe even more. It's usually more time than you even realize. So if you multiply 10 minutes a day by 365 days in a year, that comes out to be 60.8 hours in a year, 60.8. And now let's just say you have 20 years ahead of you. That would be 1,217 hours that you could save in total time in the future just from no longer thinking about these things, no longer thinking about these things. And remember, that was with that conservative amount of 10 minutes a day. That's a decent amount of time saved. Imagine all you could do with that time saved, things that you enjoy doing or things that you'd rather be thinking about. That's huge right there, especially when you consider that thinking about food, your body, weight loss probably causes you to not feel so good sometimes or oftentimes. And really just thinking about those things isn't productive. It doesn't move the dial. So you'd not just be saving time that you could be using for something else more enjoyable or for another goal that you have in mind, but you'll also be saving yourself from the negative feelings that can come with these thoughts and being stuck in those feelings. And sometimes those feelings causing a lot of inaction, right? Or you're just sort of down in the dumps and that's very um, unmotivating, right? Or demotivating, right? So if you're feeling better in general because you're no longer thinking, obsessing even, imagine the energy that you'll have. Imagine how feeling better will change how each day plays out. Feeling better will impact your actions, how you show up in the world for yourself and for others. Now, in addition to thinking about food, weight loss, etc., there is time spent also on the actions or behaviors, right? The actions of listening to my podcast, for example, reading blog posts or articles or books, listening to other podcasts, looking things up on the internet as far as weight loss, cravings and whatnot, that adds more time. Also, if you're eating less, that means you're probably spending a little bit less time with the action of eating. And remember earlier when I mentioned that typically with overconsumption of food, you also get overconsumption of social media, TV, and shopping. Not necessarily, but oftentimes this can occur. So imagine the time saved with doing less of all those actions 
as well. Now you might tell me, well, I really love doing those things. They make me feel good. Once you realize though that these things don't really make you feel truly good on a deeper level and especially not for a long period of time, you'll realize just how temporary and and sort of surface level that pleasure was. It's it's not really a true happiness derived from those things. All right, so talking about time savings, I remember when I had a lot of anxiety. Anxiety every day for years. It was just my baseline. I didn't even know why I had it. I spent so much of my free time reading books on it, doing workbooks to try to help myself. So it wasn't even just like passive action of reading and consuming. Like I was actually doing actions to try to make my anxiety less, right? So I was doing workbooks. I was doing lots of different things to try to help myself. I, of course, was thinking about it a lot too. I even went to therapy, which helped temporarily, but it wasn't until I was educated on how much control I really did have over my anxiety with my thoughts and learned some life coaching skills that I really treated my anxiety. Now, I barely have any besides the normal occasional anxiety, like when my husband was on a really tall ladder the other week replacing the floodlights on our house. I remember I used to blow out the birthday candles and you know how you have to make a wish every year I would wish that my anxiety would go away and now I kind of just um, am amazed by that because I don't even think about that anymore that was something that was on my mind constantly it was a constant source of pain for me right and so I spend so much less time because I treated my anxiety the right way Right. So all that time spent over the years that I would have kept spending if I hadn't learned a few skills would have really added up substantially. It already added up as it was. But if I kept going like that, it really would have added up and probably even worsening because I would have become more desperate to treat it. So let's just say that you spend four hours less a week on all the actions that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, having to do with eating, weight loss, cravings, etc., because you've already lost the weight that you wanted to or needed to lose, right? So that number of four hours um, for the week might be a little conservative or it might be a lot conservative depending upon how much time a person does spend on each of these things, especially with TV, social media, scrolling, shopping, right? But spending four hours less a week on all these actions equates to 208 hours in a year. And let's just say that you have that 20 years ahead of you again, right? Again, this this number of 20 years may be conservative. It may be more than that. It may be less than that. But that would be a total of 4,160 hours. So we're up to 5,377 hours. All right. So now let's talk about some of the potential health implications or results that stem off of being overweight or even obese. So let's just say we have a person named, I don't know, Jane, and Jane is 50 pounds overweight due to an overconsumption of 
desserts and maybe not so healthy snacks like chips and crackers, right? So Jane is starting to notice some lower back pain. She also has high blood pressure and was recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. She's noticing that she moves around more slowly because of the low back pain and she just doesn't get around as, as well in general and feels that this is due to her body weight. It takes her longer to do things. She's also going to the doctor's office more often because of her recently diagnosed type 2 diabetes. She has to take medication now, which she takes the time to go and pick up every day and also making sure that she is monitoring her blood pressure once a week as well. All the time spent doing these things, ranging from the little things like taking the medication and monitoring blood pressure once a week, all the way up to taking time off from work to go to the doctor's, waiting in the doctor's office, driving to and from the doctor's office. This all adds up time-wise. So as far as losing weight and saving time, typically with weight loss, and especially if the weight loss is due to eating habit changes, you'll most likely see better health over time. Less visits to the doctor's office, less hospital stays, less going to get blood work or diagnostic tests done. If you're having joint pain or back pain, less time spent dealing with all of that because getting closer to a healthier body weight usually means less pressure on your joints and your spine. Oftentimes that means less progression of the pain due to things like osteoarthritis, degenerative disc disease, or spinal stenosis. So let's imagine that Jane, our imaginary woman, has lost 40 pounds of the 50 pounds, and she did this with eating habit changes primarily, and she feels that she can sustain these for life, right? She also is mixing in a little bit more exercise, making sure she gets really good sleep most nights and is hydrating along with a few other healthy habits that she has developed along the way that have also assisted with the weight loss. Now, she's not perfect, but she's really made lots of small changes along the way that have built and built and built and produced big results for her because she's easily able to maintain these. They weren't massive changes that her brain was just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore, right? So say she's made these changes, she's noticing less back pain, which means that she's able to get around a lot easier. She's able to do more of the activities that she used to enjoy doing. She has also been able to get her blood pressure back down to normal and her physician or physician assistant allowed her to come off of the blood pressure medication and just manage with lifestyle. She's also been able to substantially decrease the medication she's taking for the type 2 diabetes, and her doctor feels that she can probably also come off the medication for that as well pretty soon. So really just imagine all the time that Jane has saved from here until the rest of her life. Now, of course, other health issues might come up, but when you're changing your habits to lose weight, you're changing your entire lifestyle or at least a significant enough component of it. So you are at least controlling what you can control. And that feels really good. Okay, so another big health-related one is that usually when you decrease 
these diseases that are associated with eating habits and with being overweight, you are typically prolonging your lifespan or your life expectancy. You're typically going to be living longer than if you had continued at the current weight or continued gaining weight and kept certain eating habits that led to that weight in the first place going, right? So for Jane, our imaginary career woman, she was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and hypertension, high blood pressure due to her diet. So the likelihood of her maybe dying at an earlier age due to these diseases was higher than if she didn't have either of these diseases. So by her changing her eating habits, losing the weight and reversing the diseases, at least to some extent, she's increasing the likelihood that she lives longer. And just a note, some of these diseases you can completely reverse. And there's lots of research to back this up. So that, my friend, is real-time savings, right? When you can actually live longer. So even if you just lived a year longer because you've gotten down to a healthier weight, that's huge. To be exact, that's 8,760 hours. So let's see, we're up to 14,137 hours, and that's just with prolonging your life by a year and saving that 10 minutes a day by no longer thinking about all this stuff and worrying about all this stuff and obsessing with all this stuff, right? And also with saving some time with the actions themselves. So it could even be um, prolonging your life by five years, 10 years, right? Especially if it's a sudden life-threatening event like a heart attack or a stroke or even sepsis from an infection from diabetes. So I'm not saying all this to scare you or to be morbid and dreary, but it's more so to just shed the light on how much time and how much life can really be saved with eating habit changes that help you lose weight if you're overweight. That helps to create more of a motivation to start taking some action and motivation to keep you going when you're making the changes. Because along the way, along your weight loss journey, you are going to need as much motivation as you can get. You might as well fill that motivation tank, right? You can also create motivation, which is just a feeling. Motivation is a feeling or an emotion with your thoughts, which I help you with. But of course, it's great to really boost up that motivation as much as you can with whatever you can, right? Like I mentioned, fill up that motivation tank. All right, so... There are some other ways that are sort of smaller ways that losing weight can help you save time, but I really wanted to give you some of these bigger main categories. That's because it's just easier to see the relationship between losing weight and saving time with these larger categories. And again, I did not mean to scare you or to be morbid at all. It's more so just to show you the abundance of time that you can save or get back if you do start making these changes and losing some weight and changing your eating habits, right? 
So if you're tired of letting time sort of slip by and you see the value in saving time, which I know you do, especially prolonging your life and being able to create more time starting now than you do now currently, I can help. So just go to the episode page and you'll see where you can book a free consult with me. You'll have a whole hour, so no feeling like you're rushed like at the doctor's office, but certainly I understand if you need to get off at at a certain time, right? So you can tell me where you're struggling with your eating habits and weight loss, And I can give you a clear path on how we can get you to where you want to be. I can guarantee that you'll leave the free console at the very least feeling like you've been listened to, are more clear on what the issues really are and the proper solutions. And you may even leave feeling excited, right? So you can book that free console on the episode page if you're listening from my website. I've also put the link right in the episode description if you are listening from your favorite podcast app right now. So let's get started helping you lose weight and save lots of time. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk with you soon. Stay tuned for part three for next week, and that one's going to be a surprise. Talk to you then. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting Kate M johnston.com forward slash consult.